The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Happy NFL New Year. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. Joining me now, it is, uh, what is it, Wednesday, March 17th. It is 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That means the 2021 league year has begun. It's so weird that we celebrate a New Year's in the middle of the day on a random uh, Wednesday in March, but that's how we roll. Teams may officially announce deals. Pretty soon, Carson Wentz will be traded to the Colts. It's over, Debo. It's officially over. The Wentz wagon crashed into a wall, and it's dead. You can root for the Colts next year. Joining me to break it down. Oh, a uh, Ryan Ryan Finley Wilson, of course, an actual Irish gentleman celebrating it in the most Irish fashion. Tyler Sully Sullivan and uh, a fake Irish guy, John Breach, who's wearing a lime green bow tie. What's the shirt say? It is not a lime green bow tie. It is St. Patrick's Day green, Brinson. What's your shirt side there, buddy? I'm sure you know how that works. I don't know. My wife bought it for me. I, <laughs> you didn't look at it pretty It's the first time I've ever worn it. I can't oh, read it. It's got a beer on it. Figure, yeah, there you, know, you go. It fits. There you go. So you, you were late, you were late for the podcast because you had to get a, but you were trying to figure out how to crappily tie a bow tie. So well, I'll be honest. I had to find the bow tie. I wasn't going to show up to a recording on St. Patrick's Day without the bow tie, which I knew was in my house somewhere. Uh, it took me a few more minutes than I thought it would to hunt it down. I only wear it once a year. It's a pretty you special know, bow tie. The funny thing is, Breach, 364 days of the year, you can count on Brinson being dead ass last to every meeting <laughs> podcast. He is angry that we didn't start this, uh, St. Patrick's Happy Day. Happy New Year! What, what is going on? Don't you love the New Year? Um, Happy League New Year, Ryan. Show a little enthusiasm. I know. Guys, here. He's got like a green backdrop, it looks like. He's, he's festive. We got it. Oh, podcast go, is green. I just put on my green hat. I actually oh. have an actually green hat. Uh, Sully, oh. what, uh, White hat. Okay. what do you, what do you your typical, uh, St. Patrick's Day consist of, real quickly? Uh, obviously it's podcasting with you guys, right? I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly what every, every boy hopes and dreams of this time of year. No, <laughs> usually going to a bar, you know, it's, it's really not that, not that, not that nothing special around here. I mean, it's probably what 99% of Bostonians do. You go to a bar, have a few and you enjoy so, the day. Sully, do as someone who lived in Boston for three years back in the day before you were born, do you prefer St. Patrick's Day more? Because I'm assuming you are in fact Irish. Or do you prefer yeah. Patriot's Day more? Because they, they feel like similar holidays. Patriot's Day is probably, the, probably a little bit more unique. I mean, 
you know, St. Patrick's Day is cool. Like, you know, it's fun. But, like, you know, you celebrate it over the weekend. You know, you go to Southie or something like that. I mean, but it's largely, it's almost like Halloween for a lot. Like, that, that weekend when you get back for Halloween or Thanksgiving, it's like an amateur night. Exactly. It's kind of, That's it's right. kind of an amateur thing around Boston a little bit. I mean, it's cool. It's different. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, Patriots obviously... Day. You have the marathon. You had the, the Red right. Sox playing early. They play at like 11, 11, 15. You I think everyone, it's a holiday. Day. We didn't go to work. I don't think on, on Patriots Day back in the day either, right? It's a holiday no, for, I don't think, yeah, most people don't go to work, especially if you're in the city. You don't go to That's work. That's right. So you just go make that happen. All right. I was just wondering. I've been I once there. ran into a Patriots player at a bar on St. Patrick's Day. What? Oh, I thought you were say at your uh, bachelor party. <laughs> well, it was my bachelor party. Oh, it was both? on St. Patrick's Day. I thought Gronk dressed up for your bachelor party. Didn't know. He didn't know you're going to be there. I forgot that it was. All right, look at that. Two for two. Good. Wait, wait, wait. You had your your bachelor party was on St. Patrick's Day. It was on St. That's why Gronk was dressed as a leprechaun. That wasn't completely random. I got to tell you, I think um, one that's that's interesting. I, I'm not surprised that you would do that. You wanted to steal attention away from the the good Irish people uh, by making it your bachelor party, making it all about you. But two, breach. I'm a little surprised that you would waste an opportunity to double down on partying. Uh, no, no. This is called double dipping, man. You are getting, you can buy a bachelor party with St. Patrick's Day. That's total chaos. Or, or, or like, no, like now you can finally get blackout on your bachelor party or like drunk as hell on St. Patrick's Day. No, there's you know a, need- you know, cause like if you have your bachelor party, you want total craziness. You want debauchery. And if you want craziness and debauchery, you have it on a drinking holiday in a drinking town. And that's when you have a uh, professional football tight end showed up dressed as leprechauns. It adds oh, more yeah. wild. I think we lost Princeton, but it it's adds more price. wild cards. That's that's basically what it is. Like that's the biggest thing. Like yes, you you and your buddies are all going to get wasted, but all these other people are going to come in and out of the out of the woodwork like Robert Gronkowski. Exactly. Well, the funny thing is, Tyler, that Breach mentioned all this setup for the bachelor party, which makes complete and total sense. But the kicker is, he invited his dad, who had to stay sober and had to interview Gronk and get all the details because Breach couldn't stand up. <laughs> Did I get that right? That's about 80% right. <laughs> I was sorry. I was trying to log in because I wanted to be able to, I can't see the chat right now. Debo, do you know if I, how we can fix that? You make the screen smaller. That That's intentional. Debo had to privatize the chat because Brinson's been writing mean things to the, is that, is that really intentional? You didn't want those bears fans to come out. You don't want me to be ripping the bears fans. You just get a little distracted. I think at times, <laughs> right? Is it really intentional? <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> the he's the kindergarten teacher. He I am. I open. will. I'll showcase some, some of the chat when the time calls for it. I mean, your specific instructions were to incorporate the chat as part of the podcast. Now, Debo, is there? Oh, you know, I know what happened. Somebody came and yelled at you and was like, that, that podcast was too long. No, none of this is true. Uh, this is, I know that's what happens. A good theory. This is is that person, because that person yelled at me too. It was like, that podcast and, is And then too what long. happens, yeah. Brinson, uh, starts this thing with a 20 minute intro and we don't even talk football and we just end the podcast after sharing our best St. Patrick's Day drinking stories. Uh, a couple of notes that are happening. I have a question for Debo. Okay. Is there any way that you can remotely control Brinson's televisions? If you could turn those off, then we'd be on to something. I'll, I'll work on that. Our, our guy, hey, our, uh, Byron Munich is playing right now. Hey, you said it right. Good job. Thank you. Uh, Munich? A <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, couple of notes. The uh, Oakland Raiders, two offensive line pieces coming out of the gates. One, Richie Incognito, who was released, is back with the Oakland Raiders, so he will be returning. That's a big plus for them. And they traded, not released, center Rodney Hudson, traded him to the Arizona Cardinals for a third-round pick. Not a, uh, not a bad little haul, I guess, for Oakland versus releasing him. Uh, first thing, you know, I had to swear jar last year when I got football team wrong. You now owe ten bucks because you just said Oakland. So that's two. Ah, oh, God, again. So we're gonna have a blowout 
beer wise when we get together with these, uh, these swear word jar things. So uh, the other thing is, I think it's hysterical that they cut their entire offensive line or four of the guys traded Trent Brown back to sell these Patriots and they cut Rodney Hudson and then they figured out, Oh my God, everyone loves Rodney Hudson. Maybe we should keep him and trade him. Like, what are you doing that you don't know that? It's almost like Mike Mayock isn't allowed to make decisions and someone else is doing it and just doing it out by the seat of his pants and just randomly coming to, to conclusions that don't make a ton of sense. On the Hudson thing, I will say real quick, your boy Mark Sanchez of butt fumble fame, he actually had some <laughs> news. Good. He had some news about this story. He said Rodney Hudson requested to be released. Remember, this was kind of like a crazy situation the other right. day. It was like, why are the Raiders cutting the only good offensive linemen they have left? And Hudson was just tired of playing for a team that he didn't feel like was going anywhere. Uh, which is interesting because that's not a great endorsement for the front office, for John Gruden, for anyone with the Raiders. And so that was it. And they said, all right, well, we owe you three and a half million guaranteed. If you're willing to like give that up and we don't owe you that money, then we'll give you your release. And instead of that happening, he gets traded. It is kind of of a wild perception though, real quick that of like how quickly the Raiders have changed. Cause when Russell Wilson put them on their list, we're kind of like, Oh wow, the Raiders, they're kind of coming out of nowhere. Maybe they are a draw. They moved to Vegas. It's, it, they're up and coming. And I know that like viral picture of Derek Carr dropping back and there's like the, the Grand Canyon in front of him because the offensive lineman's blocking everybody. And now all these guys want to leave. It's like, okay, well, you were trending in the right direction for a second there, but now it seems like it's going down a free fall. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Well, that's what we were sort of saying yesterday. It's like this. I mean, they, they don't have a, they don't have a defense. But even and, like Breach said about Mark Sanchez's story about Hudson, if you're the Raiders, you don't say, okay, I'll just release you because you want to be released. You, I would imagine, I'd try to trade him first, right? Yeah. Well, they did. Very, they did. They didn't grant the release and they traded him. So I think they said, we'll release you. And then they probably said something like, what if we find a team that you want to play for? Uh, how do you feel about that? Because now you don't have to move. If you have a house in Vegas, you can just drive to Phoenix or just move <laughs> to Phoenix in the off season. It's only like a few hours. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not actually not that far drive. Not bad that, at all. That that's an interesting theory. What I wonder is why, if I guess if they were planning to, re- I mean, it seems like the Cardinals gave up a not a lot for him. Like I think giving up a third round pick is fine for him, considering what yeah. their needs are and and how they you know they want like Rodney Hudson's a really good player, and now you have I think a team in the in the um in the Cardinals that will compete. But I, I guess it's like how do we get from the Raiders are going to release him to Arizona's willing to give up a third round pick presumably there's somebody else out there you know, oh, no that was part of the th- that was part I think Shep or someone reported that uh there was a ton of interest in him and they're like oh we can trade this guy why again why they didn't I say but I'm saying somebody else must have offered a fourth round yeah. pick or a third round pick as well I, maybe it's the Packers or somebody I mean, anybody who Steelers know. Ravens I think well, yeah. so if the news leaks that hey we're going to release this guy I'm sure some teams are you know are going to go check in and say hey before you do that because it was just a I believe at the time it wasn't even like the Raiders have released it was planning to release I mean obviously it was and so you you if you're any sort of team that isn't on Rodney Hudson's like you know want, wish list or something like that like Miami for me comes to mind is that a is that a team that needs a center they call up and say hey what do you want for him instead of releasing him what w- what would it take to acquire him and a team like the Cardinals coming out of, uh, over the top and saying hey listen you know we'll try to try to make something work here it turns into a little bit of a bit more yeah I yeah that. can I uh, float my papers by the way here? yeah do you want to hear the Raiders starting uh, line real quick yeah go ahead. It's going to be uh, Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, James, and then either Simpson. So yeah, James at center, 
Simpson good, and then they're going to have to find somebody else to play right tackle. So yeah, I mean, like this has been a this is this is the strength in the backbone of this team, and it is no longer the same thing. So go ahead, uh, Wilson, on, on your, yeah, on your theory on the Patriots. I don't know what they're doing. So Sully, here's what I've been floating the last two days. Uh, Belichick said, "Okay, we suck in 2020. Kick the crap out of us. We don't care, but you better win." And the Bills didn't win. No one in the FC actually won. And so now he's just going, you know, balls to the wall, crazy. And if this were any other team, you're like, okay, this guy's out of his mind. This is something that Washington football team would do in the offseason and then win three football games. But I feel like the missing piece is still Cam Newton. I do wonder if they're doing all this to make a move up from 15 to get a quarterback because I don't know how much you trust Cam Newton. I just don't know if he's healthy enough to ever return to form. But I feel like if you're the Bills, you are extremely worried right now because it may be a one-and-done type situation in that division. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something to think about, and it's almost like you read my column that came out yesterday, Ryan. It was, <laughs> it was, it, it, you know, basically highlighting just that. It, it all of these moves don't feel like it, they don't mirror what they did with Cam Newton. And if that if what makes any sense, I, I bring it down like this: like they sign all of these guys to multi-year deals, and if they thought that this was building around Cam Newton. Well, Bill Belichick's savvy enough to sign him to a multi-year deal because if that's all he thought was the difference, then Cam Newton theoretically should show out in 2021 and will be way more expensive next offseason. So if you're Belichick, you get him on the cheap for multiple years now, and if you thought that that was your missing link, if you just surround him with talent, then that's great. To me, it just doesn't feel like this is it. It doesn't match the aggressiveness out of everything else they've done on the roster. And now they basically freed up their entire draft board, right? I mean, I think essentially all of the needs or at right. least major needs that they, that they had heading into the offseason are now been filled. I mean, you know, Ted Karras coming back to play center, probably, you know, you all but lost David Andrews, essentially, you know, that's a need, I guess, maybe for long term because you've only signed a one year deal, but. Ultimately, now you have all these picks, number 15, do you attach a bunch of them and, and Stefan Gilmore or, or something like that to get into that back top 10 to see if you can get a, a Mac Jones that's falling or, or something along those lines? It's going to be a great, it's going to be tough because there's a ton of teams, as you know quite well, that need quarterbacks in that top 10, but I think that that's probably the move now. Any pick uh, that you, one more question, quick. any pick that you hate that they signed so far, free agent pick? Um, I, I think the one that probably the receivers to me give me the most, it's probably the most puzzling just because, and, and they're not particularly, it's not like, you know, we'll see how the contracts are structured. I, I doubt that it's, you know, like super crazy a lot, you know, with anything that they're doing financially, but you're really kind of, it, it feels like there's another step to be made in the receiving core. And I understand that the Patriots offense is all about the tight ends and those are really going to be your number one receivers. Hunter Henry and, and John U. Smith, but Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, two guys that, you know, maybe just popped a year ago. It, it just doesn't feel like they're going to move the needle as much as you want. Like who is going to be your number one? Who's going to be your number two? It feels like they're just going to be in the mix with Edelman if he comes back, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Olszewski, and, and Nikhil Harry if he's still on the roster. Couple other things that just happened. Marlon Mack, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, signing, returning to Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor, dynasty owners, wince in pain at that, at that, uh, notion, but a good signing by the Colts there. Two million dollars for him and ba 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 ba! The official, it is official, the Andy Dalton signing by the Chicago Bears. Here's the best part though. The Bears just announced it on Twitter and the signing of Andy Dalton was sponsored by Hyundai. 
Like, how freaking great is that? Like, it's like a, like, Hyundai's are great and nice cars and everything, but it's like a mid-tier automobile. That's what Andy Dalton is. That's exactly what he is. Like, you couldn't afford the Lexus. You couldn't afford that. Oh my God. I love it too much. Anyway. Hey, um, no offense if you guys have a Hyundai. My, uh, any Hyundai would be nicer than my car. I, I, when I was going back and forth to Stanford, I got the occasional Hyundai. Not bad. Not bad. Good cars. But like, you wouldn't think, oh, this Hyundai is taking me to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Or this Hyundai is taking me to the playoffs. This you Hyundai think, is you taking think, you. You would think, oh, look, a used Hyundai I bought from somebody in Cincinnati. That's right. If you're driving they, to the Super Bowl. Fans were hoping for Russell Wilson brought to you by Lamborghini. And they ended up with Andy Dalton and Hyundai. Yes, correct. It's just, As Hyundais it's just are dependable cars that get are. you from point A to point B. <laughs> and point B this year is in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. I'll see you no. there, Bears fans. No, 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 no. Hyundais, like, have a, like a governor at 60 miles an hour. That's what they, like, like you can, like, you, you know, you're gonna, you have like a little, like, thick steering or a thick, uh, thick gas pedal so you can't go too fast. There's all kinds of like things implemented. It's just nice and steady, just like Andy. Oh, I know what I had to ask. Have any teams made any crazy moves to get under the cap? Because I haven't seen anything just yet, but I know you guys are staring at Twitter more than I am because there were some, a lot of millions of dollars left out there, right? The Rams were the most over, and I know they went crazy over the past 48 hours, kind of restructuring a bunch of, but they also traded Michael Brockers because they wanted him to take but a pay cut, and he the, didn't the, do it. Tell the what? part of the story where it gets funny with Michael Brockers. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I mean, there is definitely the funny part because he got traded to the Lions like uh, three weeks after saying that Matthew Stafford's a huge step up from Jared Goff, <laughs> yeah. and now he's playing with Jared Goff again. The the wow, irony wow. train just ran him over and then backed up. <laughs> uh, um, I, yeah, so I the mean, Rams the, Ram, the Rams on uh, SpotTrack.com are still $14 million over the oh, salary cap. Yeah, there we go. Saints are on well, over. Then, then did, did, it's not updated because they had to be under by 4 p.m. So they're under. We just don't did know they how. Do they something, did they do something funky this year where they gave them a little bit of an extension? I don't think so. I don't think so, too. So, yeah, four teams are still in the red. The Bears, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Rams. Um, that's bad news for Debo there. The Eagles have them. But I think the the Rams, they this past week, we know they restructured Jalen Ramsey and Robert Woods. They were still looking at Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Uh, so they had a lot of room to pick up some cap space. And obviously you trade away Michael Brockers, you free up some cap space. So they've been pretty busy doing these little minor things uh, to get under the cap because they were $33 million over on Tuesday. Are you following a rundown, Brenton, or can I just ask questions? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Breach, how do you feel about your, your guy, A.J. Green, going to Arizona to join Rodney Hudson? <laughs> you know what? We talked about it with J.J. Watt. That is, you're an old player with just maybe a little bit of talent left. That's where you go. Emmett Smith did it. Kurt Warner did it. I actually think it's a good fit for A.J. Green because, look, he's not a number one receiver anymore, but I think he has enough left in the tank to be a number two guy. And so you already have DeAndre Hopkins there. Um, you know, I don't know what this means for Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know if that means he's going to retire. The Cardinals assume he's going to retire. But Let I think A.J. This, Green can be a really good number two guy in Arizona. And at that price, I think that's a bargain for a good number two receiver. Does anybody here, and I don't, I, I would imagine Fitzgerald's probably retiring, but does anyone here think that Green is better than Fitzgerald at this point? Because I don't. Oh, yeah. A.J. Green's a lot better than Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I would take what? Green over Fitzgerald. Right really? Now. Yeah, yeah, way better. At least the ceiling's higher. I'd say that. that yeah, that's probably I, that, how I would say Larry's, it. Yeah. Larry's, Larry's toast, man. Larry's just, Larry might come back this year 
just because he thinks the Cardinals have, you know, they're bringing in JJ Watt, you know, they got Hudson. The best ability, availability. And AJ Green ain't available. Larry's hanging around to break NFL records at this point. He's trying to catch Jerry Rice. AJ, AJ Green was available two years ago. He's just like, nah, F y'all. Y'all stink. I'm not coming back from this injury too early. And they get hurt. And then they tagged him last year and, and he was getting overthrown by that overrated rookie Joe Burrow. I was watching, I watched more than. Just kidding. Just kidding. Burrow's great. I was watching more, way too much Bengals football last year. And I think Breach would agree. There were long stretches where AJ Green was an absolute no show. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. That's, well, Burrow, well, you, you talk about practice. You talk about, uh, you know, Burrow knows who's going to be there going forward. You have Tyler Boyd, you have T Higgins. Those were the guys he was looking to. He just wasn't right. looking to AJ Green. And maybe that's because AJ Green couldn't get separation. AJ Green wasn't the player last year that he was three, four, five years ago. And so that's why I do think Arizona's a good fit just because DeAndre Hopkins is already there. Uh, yeah. and so I, I think he can be, I think, He'll get at least, we'll say, over under 60 catches in Arizona. Ooh, what way do you under. Think? I think way he's under? Hit way under. And one well, thing I, that I thought that was a little bit interesting with Arizona, just to bring it back to something that I, I've been kind of following, you know, Nikhil Harry's been in trade rumors and, and things along those lines, and it kind of felt like the Cardinals were one of those teams that might have mm. might have been interested in him. I, I know that he had comments prior to the draft that said if he fell out of the first round, he was very confident that the Cardinals were going to take him at number 33. So that was a team that was very popular around here to say, okay, if, if that's a possible trade partner. And I, I wonder now if, if that kind of eliminates it. Again, it's only a one-year deal for A.J. Green, but, I mean, how many receivers are you really going to have, especially if, if Larry Fitzgerald comes back? And if Patrick Peterson re-signs with the Cardinals, which we don't know what's going to happen until he reveals it with uh, B-Mac, did he but, send a tweet out though that sort of hinted? I I, I saw... he, there was a picture of him okay. celebrating in a Cardinals uniform, so okay. it could happen. But if that happens, that means the Cardinals are going to have three of the top eleven picks from the 2011 NFL Draft on their roster with JJ Watt, AJ Green, and Patrick Peterson. Um, this... all right, let's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. That fun fact was brought to you by Hyundai. <laughs> and that dumb bow tie. <laughs> uh, do we want to, you know, do, we'll wait and talk about the Russell Wilson stuff in a second. Let's get to some of the deals that went down on Tuesday after we recorded and on Wednesday morning, including the Patriots signing 17 more. No, I'm just kidding. The Patriots have not signed uh, anyone else. Uh, I do want to point out, though, that um, we will have daily free agent recaps continuing as we move along. Of course, um, and you know, some tomorrow is Thursday. Normally you'd be firing up your brackets about noon on a Thursday, but there's a modified schedule this year, which means your brackets aren't happening until Friday. So you got an extra day now to fill out a bracket and we want you to compete with us in a bracket challenge game. I'll be there. Wilson will be there. Breach will be, Breach will be there. And Sully's invited too. If you want to come along, Sully, um, Prisker probably won't be there, but you can jump in. So join us at cbssports.com slash pick six brackets. And the winner gets a hundred dollar gift card to Paramount Plus. You can watch. You guys can watch chat the champions, the champions league, uh, only on Paramount Plus. It's not on television. So you will need that hundred dollar gift card to do so. It is a great value. And I will throw in some sort of, um, I'm looking at my office for some swag. I'll throw in something good. Whether you're it's Phil, you're Philip Rivers doll. I said something good. Oh. Yeah. Breach will throw in his bow tie. Yeah. 
Winner gets the bow tie. I'll autograph it too in Irish. Reach will eat his bow tie. Brinson, uh, someone, anyway, someone, someone CBA, 19 hours and 36 minutes to sign up as a break. If, if you're listening to this, even if you're just going to slap a bracket together or you already have a bracket on CBS, go fill out a bracket, please, because we're trying to get the maximum number of people and we want to embarrass the other, uh, the other podcasts that are doing this. <laughs> CB, and we're the ones getting embarrassed right now, apparently. CBSSports.com slash pick six brackets. You can keep, you can also create your bracket and use it to compete or create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for a chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or again at cbsports.com slash pick six brackets. Um, the big news, the biggest news really overnight, and it did happen overnight, which I guess it, I don't even know. I saw it this morning on the way to school. Was it late last night or early this morning that Trent Williams signed with the San Francisco 49ers, Sully? I believe it was. Early this morning, I, I, I might be getting those times wrong, but ultimately, I, I do love this move, and, and it looks like they're continuing to add on that offensive line. I actually don't think we should sleep on the 49ers. I know that there's a lot of talk about the trade or possible trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, but what they tell me and what they've been saying is that they're not moving him. They were trying to go after Mitch Trubisky or, or Andy Dalton and these backup guys, and that pretty much backs up what John Lynch was saying in that interview earlier this offseason that said that they're not going to trade Jimmy, that we need to insulate ourselves and just have a solid backup in the event or inevitability that he does get hurt. You're talking about an offensive line that's probably going to keep him upright more so than usual. And this is a team that was, you know, just in the Super Bowl. They, they, they really just had injuries destroy them last season. But if they come back healthy and Garoppolo's still on that team, I don't know why you can't look at them as a solid NFC team. I wonder if Garoppolo will not be on the team. I wonder if there's a plan in place, maybe similar to what the Patriots are doing, and that at the 12 spot they have they're on a quarterback and are willing to move up for one. And we know this quarter this draft class is full of athletic quarterbacks, so we know Kyle Shanahan can work wonders with with just about anyone. But guys that can on, that, uh, if Garoppolo becomes available, I'll take him. It, it's oh, I, will, really? I will I will welcome him back with with open arms. My, you know, on this St. Patrick's more- Day, I'll bring my Italian brother home. How but, many more uh, games is Garoppolo worth than Cam Newton to you? Um, the nine and seven last year. They'd be, if he was on, well, I don't know if he was on that team. I don't know who any quarterback. <laughs> Tom Brady couldn't get that team pretty far. I could only get them into the wild. Uh, no, 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 I don't know, Sully. A lot of a lot of fans have been telling me that it's all Cam Newton's fault that the Patriots stunk last year. No, it was the same roster, and Tom Brady could take them to the wild card and, and then lose. So Cam Newton. Barely, you know, just missed the playoffs. I don't think, I don't think Tom Brady wins 10 games with that team. I think what? they just find a way to, to be perfectly maybe, honest. Maybe, that, maybe. That just be blind. What about Garoppolo versus, juice, but, versus uh, Garoppolo, Garoppolo with, in 2020, they're probably, I still f- feel like it's just more of how they want to play football on the offensive side. So I still think that they figure out ways to win. Again, I don't think they're winning the, the, the division last year because Buffalo just took a leap that, you know, with Josh mm-hmm. Allen that I just think that wasn't was unmatched. But I do think that they probably rival for the playoffs more so than they did last year, obviously, and they wouldn't be under 500. So I'd probably say maybe three wins just because Ooh, just because that's just how, that's how I see it. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, look, I think that the team would probably be better with Garoppolo just because – well, I, I I don't know. I'm not going to go there. I don't think that Cam was as bad as people made out to be. Like I thought he was looking like he was playing okay and getting it to sort of figure it out um before he got COVID and you know they missed the I Chiefs game. I think he was game. still hurt. It may have been, and it's a, it was like the shortest, the weirdest off season in professional football history. 
it was going to be hard for any new quarterback who didn't have some knowledge of the system and wasn't Tom effing Brady, you know, going to Bruce Arians. And even Brady kind of struggled out of the gate a little bit. Like I was going to say, well, it's so tough to even make that argument around here. And I agree with you, but people will say, oh, well, look what Tommy did down in, in Tampa. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, but that's different. Tom Brady's the greatest I also like, of all time. I also think that we're – look, and this is what – winners get to rewrite the history books. But the, <laughs> the, the Bucks didn't even – Win their division. You know, like we're, we're, it's like the Bucks storm 2020 and dominate. It's like they were like, oh, they were like flirting with making the playoffs for a hot minute. Like they got steamrolled by the Saints and some other good teams. I'm not saying they weren't a great team and they came together at the perfect time and Brady played really well down the stretch and the defense was lights out. I'm just saying this is not like this, a 19 and 0 Patriots team in Tampa Bay and, and they had to figure some stuff out and the Pats didn't have that same luxury and Cam Newton is not as adaptable a quarterback probably as as Tom Brady. Right, I agree with you. But going back to the 49ers cuz I, I don't want to just continue to Sorry. see Patriots uh, off of my uh my 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 Boston roots, but going back to the 49ers, they could conceivably go for a quarterback at, at 12. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and but to me, you have a team that was, you know, a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl with with Jimmy Garoppolo. I just wonder if they look at that and say if we didn't get injured last year, like who knows what could have happened there. So I, I, I you know, yes, Garoppolo could become available and they could decide to move on from him. But I, I just can't keep looking back at the fact and saying, well, they might, they might feel that they just liked the guy and they were looking for an improvement like every team does for every position outside of like Kansas City because they have the best guy in Patrick Mahomes. But ultimately, I think that they'll be fine, especially if, you know, now that they got Trent Williams back, Alex Mack uh, looks like he's signing with them as well. That's a pretty sturdy offensive line to, you know, again, insulate, to use the word that John Lynch used, for a quarterback that's been pretty injury prone. Uh, I do the- feel like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, though, are kind of biding their time and waiting out the Deshaun Watson thing. Like, well, I, I think. I, I, agree, I agree completely with you, but I think they're not the only ones. That's what makes this offseason so interesting. Well, right, right. But there's only a handful of teams that Deshaun Watson's actually going to want to play for, and he has a no trade clause. And I think, are we going to talk about the Sean later? Or should we talk about it right now? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, we'll talk about it after the break. But the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But first well, so, of all, there's six of them breached. So that's more than one hand. Okay. Okay. That's, for and just several handfuls. 49ers perspective though, uh, is that I don't think like if you ask me what the chances are that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be this team starting quarterback in week one, I put it at like 65%. I still don't think it's that high. I still think they're looking around. I think they're, they want to upgrade because they know how talented this roster is. As Tyler said, this team just went to the Super Bowl. A couple years ago, and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo played very well at times that season, but also felt like if they just had a slightly better quarterback, uh, you know, maybe they win the Super Bowl. So, uh, can, I, can I just say that I can't even take Breach seriously because he looks like he's working at Bennigan's on St. Patrick's Day with that bow tie on? What's wrong with Bennigan's? I drove a Hyundai to Bennigan's once. <laughs> There's nobody who I, I feel I feel like this. There's nobody that. Like Breach would like to, if it was socially appropriate, uh, to wear what he's wearing every, <laughs> every day, day of the year, or like wear like he'd love to like dress up like Frankenstein and come on here and be like, Ooh! just like in dumb costumes, but it's not socially acceptable. So and by Breach, the way, so Breach leans into like Halloween and 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 St. Patrick's Day, and he would do it every day without pants. There's no way he like he's walking around top up. Dressed like that, bottom yeah. down. I honestly down. thought about showing up for this podcast wearing just the tie and and <laughs> nothing else up top. <laughs> 
Worth pointing out the last two times that, so uh, Alex Mack, big Kyle Shanahan fan. They've worked together multiple times. In 2014, they were together on the Cleveland Browns when uh, Kyle Shanahan was Mike Pettin's offensive coordinator and Alex Mack was the center. And uh, I'm sure you remember this, Ryan. With Brian Hoyer at quarterback, they were winning the damn AFC North halfway through the season. And then Alex Mack broke his leg and their run game fell completely apart. Uh, He would later go on a sign with the Falcons in free agency, paired up with Kyle Shanahan again as the OC there. And they went to the Super Bowl. And Matt Ryan was uh, the, uh, the MVP of the league. So adding, you know, Trent Williams, who was getting a ton of interest from Kansas City and apparently uh, uh, also Indianapolis, I believe, um, keeping him in place. He had a phenomenal season last year. He he knows that Kyle Shanahan system really well. And adding Alex Mack, like I feel like the, the 49ers are, are absolutely a sleeping giant. And whether or not they upgrade that quarterback position is is a big deal. Like if they can – I mean, you know, it's weird though. Obviously Deshaun Watson is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo knows that system is a good fit for that system. If he plays 16 games, they're going to be a competitive, dangerous team. Yeah. He's Jared Goff. I mean, he's Jared Goff with Sean McVay. I don't think he has Jared Goff's floor. And that can get you to the Super Bowl because it's happened for both teams, but do you feel good about it? And I feel feel like he's has a smaller window that his ceiling's not as high, but his floor is not as low either. Other than Tyler, who's, you know, he's been on the page before. I don't, I, does anyone get excited about Jimmy Garoppolo coming to your team? Like, he were coming to the Steelers. I'd be like, ugh, all right, I guess. I mean, I'll, I'll probably bet Jimmy Garoppolo to be MVP at like 50 to one. Well, you bet. Who'd you bet for comeback player of the year last year? Was that Trent Williams? Trent Williams, and he should have won if it weren't for Alex Smith overcoming a life threatening leg injury. Damn you, Alex Smith. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, uh, oh, William, uh, we mentioned AJ Green signed with the Cardinals. William Jackson. Can't get through, can't get to the, through the first half of the podcast without pointing out that Breach lost another player from the Bengals. Carl Lawson, he gone! <laughs> William Jackson, he gone! Three year, $42 million deal with the Washington football team. I, I, you know, William Jackson had a great rookie season and then sort of tailed off a little bit. But, you know, with Paul Gunther being gone, maybe, uh, that was sort of a call. Like maybe the, the change in defensive coordinators messed him up. Maybe, maybe he's a little banged up. Uh, I think we could see, uh, see old, uh, William Jackson have a nice season, nice bounce back season in Washington. It's not even a bounce back season. He had a good season last year. It's just, yeah. uh, I'm on a better team now with a smarter defense and a team that's going to play much better. And you know, it blows my mind about this. And it's so not just, you do admit that the Washington football team is better than the Bengals. A better defense is what I said. So you said a better team. A better defense. No, He's on a better defense. Mm-hmm. He's on a better defense. <laughs> the Bengals were beating Washington during the regular season until they injured Joe Burrow. Brinson, why have to bring that up? Um, uh, but I will say is that this letting William Jackson walk just blows my mind because you look at what the Bengals did last year and free agency. And these things aren't necessarily directly correlated because last year's last year and this year's this year. But this team gave Trey Waynes the exact same contract that Washington just gave William Jackson. I think they gave Trey Waynes three years, 42 million. Uh, and then, uh, William Jackson just got three years, 42 million. And so it just blows my mind that they're not willing to stick their neck out there and pony up the cash to keep guys who are already in your system. Why aren't you keeping a Carl Lawson or William Jackson? Why are you bringing in these new people who might not work? (laughs) And so what you have is 
<laughs> Instead of spending the money on William Jackson, what did they do? They went out and signed two other corners. And, and Wilson, you said, you know, you like the Mike Hilton signing. They got a woozy from the Cowboys. It not, doesn't seem great on paper. Uh, so you're like, all right, we'll get two defensive backs for the price of one that we would have spent the money on William Jackson. So I, I get what they're thinking. I'm just not a, necessarily a fan of it. And for those of people, those people not watching on the live stream, uh, Debo mercifully put up a, a headline that re, that reads, "Losses keep coming for Bengals, comma <laughs> breach." <laughs> I missed that actually. That's good. <laughs> Let's take a picture of that one. Send it to Breach for his second wedding. Uh, the uh, <laughs> that, that is not his second wedding anniversary. His second no, wedding. second, yeah, second wedding. Um, are you? Do you think you're required to attend somebody's second wedding? No, you're not. That's the rule I have. Not uh, during a pandemic. No, 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 not now. Just like in general in life. I no. skip somebody's second wedding. I was sort of like, eh, it's your second one. You know, like, what do yeah, you want me I to gotta, do? I, I got first of all, it's, you know, at least when in your twenties and so you may have some experience with this and that the cost of living may have gone up on this, but back in the day, it used to cost at least a thousand dollars to go to someone's wedding, travel and gift and all that stupid stuff, getting drunk and whatnot. Like, look, man, you get one shot at it. I'm not spending eight thousand dollars because you can't decide on who you want to marry. So I'll be there for the first one. I'll see you on the Zoom call uh, on the. It, for on, me, uh, it depends on uh, where that second wedding is. Uh, you're a big traveler. If it's in Barbados, I'm I'm showing up. I don't yeah. care how much it costs. I'm just going to be there, and I'm going to drink your free wedding alcohol, and I'm going to have fun, and probably not even attend the wedding. I'm just going to have fun and yeah, then fly going, home. Going Quick home. side story on second weddings. My girlfriend's <laughs> acquaintance. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, had a bachelorette party. They were getting married. The whole thing actually broke off at the wedding at the bachelorette party. And then like two years later, they got back together and got married. And oh. everybody was like, well, we're not giving you anything new again. Yada, yada, yada. They yeah, got divorced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a great story. That's yeah. crazy. Well, the, I, I just thought the only time I've ever, I don't, I don't want to name any names, but to so say the, the wedding that I skipped, the second wedding I skipped, um, the person who got remarried actually met their spouse at my wedding. Um and, but, and and they were married at the time no, that they so, met so, their future spouse. So one one the no 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 no, no they were they had gotten divorced. Uh, but one person in the in the in the second marriage was my friend, and the other person was my was my wife's friend. And so like we were gonna both, but we had Robbie to deal with, us, my son to deal with, and we couldn't find a babysitter. So it was basically like we had to decide who was gonna not go to the wedding, and it ended up being me for whatever reason. Um. I don't know why I'm telling that story. Let's take it. Oh, uh, speaking of weird stories, the Carson Wentz trade, official, official now, announced by the uh, the Eagles and the Colts. What's amusing is that the Colts announced that they acquired Carson Wentz for a conditional second-round pick, while the Eagles announced that they gave away Carson Wentz for a conditional first-round pick, which is not how it works, Eagles, but I understand why you're trying to spin it that way. Good job uh, by you. And, of course, the Eagles did the – a leader on the field and in the whole, in the community. We will miss you, Carson. Like these, I'm a little tired of these modern day, like, like, uh, like, you know, it's like Casey Hayward's cut by, um, you know, the Chargers. It's like, thank you for everything, 47 or, you know, what it's like, it's like he was there two years. I mean, like it's, you won five games each year. I, I, you know, nothing. That's just an example, right? But like, you don't I, want CBS to send out a press release when you get fired? And I send out a press release and they fire me in a month or two. Okay. Well, um, well, we'll tweet about it at least. I mean, I think it's the right thing to do. I'll t- I'm sure I'll, I'll tweet put it about on it. my like Instagram story or something. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Carson about. Wentz, the Carson Wentz trade. Uh, you know what trade is not official yet? Give me a hint. 
Uh, it involves someone we've already mentioned on this podcast. Matthew, Brown. Staff- Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. They're waiting that one out. Uh, well, get- it, it probably has to do with the Rams salary cap situation. Oh, uh, it's true. Mm. And or with- someone getting cold feet. And sticking with quarterback news really quickly, uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, NFL Network, says Jaguars have been receiving yeah. calls about quarterback Gardner Minshew. So something. To, third round yeah. pick. Uh, great. Third round pick. Uh, this is key. This is key for this podcast because Breach has claimed he thinks uh, Gardner will, will net a third round pick. So if he gets like a if so if the Jags get like a seventh round pick for Gardner, it's humiliating for Breach. And if and if they if they do get a third round pick for Gardner Minshew, it is just Breach just dry hump dunking Ryan's if they face. They get a for like third round months. pick. Wait, they what? get a third round pick dry for hump? Gardner Minshew, Brinson. On the next podcast after that, you just have to play the dunk music for forty minutes straight. <laughs> Why I, I was trying around. to figure out who would get a Minshew tattoo out of, out of this. See where <laughs> Wilson, Wilson has to get, it's like, yeah, Wilson has, why not? just get a collage of quarterbacks now. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep it coming. Uh, by the way, the team that trades a third round pick for Gardner Minshew deserves to win zero football games. So you can, I, I don't know them. who would, who would be doing, who would be trading a third round pick for their backup quarterback. Cause everybody the has Bengals, a, the Bengals. That'd be hilarious if the Bengals did it. Breach is right, but at what, but at, like, <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, what did the Bears offer for Russell Wilson, and why did the Seahawks say, no thanks? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so Russell Wilson, this is the rumor, Dan Patrick of the Dan Patrick Show, um, who, not a friend of the program, but uh, Andrew Perloff. <laughs> you make it sound like I hate you. Yeah, I don't. He's just never been on the show. But um, Andrew Perloff has been on the show, and you've been on Andrew. Have, have you done Andrew Perloff's podcast? I sure have, and that I did it. Probably six weeks ago, and I was one of the first persons. Um, he was one of the first people to agree with me that Mac Jones could could end up being a pretty high draft pick. So I, I love Perloff; he's a great dude. Listens yeah. to the podcast. Bengals um, fan, uh, Andy Dalton fan, and, huge huge Andy Dalton fan. Uh, also, Dan Patrick from Cincinnati, Cincinnati area. Well, so Perloff, Bengals fan, Patrick, Cincinnati. It's all it's all coming up, Ohio guys, and Andy well, Dalton. You know, what's funny is that. Um, in the in 2018, uh, Sean Wagner McGuff said on this podcast that he thought that Patrick Mahomes was already better than Brett Favre, and at the time it was an outrageous claim because yep. Mahomes' first season as a starter. Um, I know for a fact that like people who are fairly um, higher up at CBS, like our bosses, people 
were like, what the hell is this millennial saying on this podcast? I was like, Sean, what are you talking about? You Looney Tune. And Perloff heard that and they ended up having a debate on the Dan Patrick show about it. He's like, this millennial clown on the pick six of CBS's podcast, <laughs> like said that Mahomes is already better than Favre. But you know what's crazy? He's like, Sean was right. <laughs> He's like, he, like he, ended up, he ended up being correct. I mean, he wasn't better than Favre at the time, but he was right about Doug Peterson too. He was right about a lot of stuff. Yeah, maybe Sean's not as dumb as we think he is. He, he shouldn't have left. He'd be taking so many victory laps right now that he'd be out of breath. He wouldn't know. I know, what to do. He, I know. it's like you you left. You, you had all these W's lined up at your current job, talking about professional football, and you left to make a two four at Colorado Law School. What are we but, doing here? But, but he would have to take in a season long dunking uh, for saying that Aaron Rodgers was completely washed up. True. That may be why he quit. Actually. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I mentioned Russell Wilson. He was fired. <laughs> yes, he was fired. He was fired for his list. Uh, so Russell Wilson, according to Dan Patrick, that, that, this is a classic pick six tangent. Um, according to Dan Patrick, the Bears offered the Seahawks three first round picks, a third round pick, and two players on the Bears roster. And the Seahawks said, I know, thank you. Your thoughts, guys, on the, and then, and then that led to the Andy Dalton signing when the Bears realized they were out of it. Um, out of the, out of the Russell Wilson chase. Well, Breach has talked about this before. You, you can't trade, you can trade 25 first round picks. If you don't have a quarterback to give back, it's just not going to happen. Number one. And number two, if you're the Bears, how do you go from, and Sully sort of touched on this, how do you go from Lamborghini, Russ Wilson, straight to Hyundai? I mean, it, you, can you go to Lincoln Continental? Is there somewhere in between you can go? And they said no, and which is especially egregious slash surprising because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to get fired with the current setup. There, I don't know what plan B or C is. You're making a face breach, but you're not winning 10 games with Nick Foles and or Andy Dalton. So that's why I'm puzzled that they went. I understand why they didn't get Russ Wilson, but someone better, please. I'll throw, uh, one thing out real quick from Jason Lock and Fora, uh, because Dan Patrick said he didn't know who the players were. JLC said the Bears actually gave them a list of players <laughs> to choose from, uh, to pick two from, and they included Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks on that list. So they were just saying, take 82 players off our roster. And like you just said, Ryan, not getting a quarterback in return is a big part. And I joked on Twitter, like, hey, maybe in June, after that June 1st, uh, the Seahawks can can spread the cap it over two years if the trade happens after June 1st. Maybe the Bears flip the trade and throw Andy Dalton in the deal uh, to grab Russell Wilson from Seattle. But one other reason I don't think you do this if, if you're the Seahawks is because the Bears don't have a high first-round pick. And so... Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do much with it this year. And then once Russell Wilson is playing for the Bears, those future first round picks are not going to be high first round picks. So you're basically getting probably in the twenties. And that's not just, that's not what you want when you're giving up your franchise quarterback. You know, you want the number two overall pick from the Jets or or something else. You don't want three picks in the twenties. No, no, breach and nailing it. Cause that's exactly what I was just going to say. It, it, with, and that's with a lot of these teams that we're talking about with potential quarterback moves, whether it's the Bears, New England, San Francisco, all these teams that are in the, the teens and outside the top 10. You have the New York Jets. You have the Miami Dolphins potentially. You have the, the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers, all of these teams that have a top 10 pick this year very much in the range to get one of these quarterbacks that can outbid you no matter what. And, of course, all of these quarterbacks like Wilson and Deshaun Watson have no trade clauses, so that kind of changes things a little bit. But we're kind of already seeing, like, they're not just going to trade to you to and get nothing in return. They're still going to have to, to, to get something reasonable back 
And especially with Seattle, like I, I still feel like they believe that they can mend the fences with, with more so that they can with, uh, with then Houston can with Deshaun Watson. So they're not, they're not going to do this unless it's like a slam dunk. We're absolutely getting a, a legit quarterback here. Cause like you said, if you trade him to Chicago, yeah, you're going to get like ni- whatever it is, 19 this year, I believe is where they're picking. And then you're going to yep. be in the twenties after that. Cause they're, they're going to, he's going to make them better no matter who, what other defensive stars are leaving. One so, last, one last screw job by Mr. Biscuit is way out the door. He won those football games and got him such a low pick that he couldn't trade for Russ Wilson. <laughs> well, here's, here's the point that I've been trying to make is that if you're the Seahawks and you have won no less than nine games every year since you drafted Russell Wilson in 2012 and you've been to the playoffs all but one year in that stretch and you've won a Super Bowl. And you came really close to winning back-to-back Super Bowls. You've been wildly successful as much as Seahawks fans and, and Russell Wilson are whinging about the state of the Seahawks. Um, if you trade Russell Wilson for a low pick this year and two more low picks in the future because Russell Wilson will be playing for that team and those picks, therefore, will not be very good, and a third-round pick plus two Bears starters, do you know what you are? You're the Bears. You turn yourself into the Bears. The Seahawks don't want to be the Bears because the Bears are having to buy a Hyundai because they can't get in, can't even get into the Lamborghini store. They're not even allowed, like they can't, they can window, they're just window shopping. They're telling all their fans, Oh, look at us. Look at us. We're, we're looking at Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all these Mercedes. Look at all, we're looking at all these nice cars and then you go and buy a Hyundai. Like, that's the problem. Like, you set up these expectations and everybody's mad. If you just signed Andy Dalton from the from Jump Street, nobody would be that pissed off. They'd be like, you can't get Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks, they don't want to be in a situation where they have to buy a Hyundai because that situation sucks. And there's one other thing with these quarterbacks, too. You know, we're seeing, like, these crazy trade room, you know, trade offers for Russell Wilson. And, and I'm sure that, you know, behind the scenes, the teams are calling the Houston Texans with, with similar offers, but they're just not, not answering the phone. But wouldn't it behoove these teams in Houston and Seattle, if they are going to make the decision to trade them, wouldn't it behoove them to just wait until the start of the draft anyways? Because, you know, if Roger Goodell, once he says the 2021 NFL draft is open, that opens the door for them to trade even more future picks, all of these teams. That's, oh, that's, that's a good the, point. Is, so, that, is, that, is that technically true? Is that... I believe that that's true, unless they've changed that. In, in, no, no, in no you, can only, you can only trade – Two years into the future, three drafts, three, three, three drafts in the future. I don't know the answer. That's all. That's a great. I mean, like, and you may have, if you've researched it, by all I'm means. Almost, like, I'm almost positive that's true. Where now, all of a sudden, you could start talking. What would that be? Twenty twenty four draft picks. Like, you know, if that if that's get off the, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. double check it, but I, I'm almost positive that's true. No, no, I, I that's a, I'd never thought about that because, but that's a great point. I mean, the mechanism for allowing you to then get – because, you know, these teams right now can be like, well, we'd love to give you four. But, you know, rules, of course, prevent us. But you do it as soon as the clock starts. You're like, all right, give us four first-round picks. Um, that's not a crazy idea, especially if you're trading it to the Jets or the Dolphins. Um, I think – I don't think Russ is going to get traded. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like Prisco says they shouldn't trade Deshaun Watson. Houston, that's a different story. They wronged him every which way. Well, we'll get to Watson next. No, but my point is that that's a completely different situation in Seattle. Um, I feel like Russ has won the power struggle more times than not in Seattle. That team is really good. Just sign a couple offensive linemen, draft a couple offensive linemen. They have playmakers. Uh, their running game is clearly a, a big part of what they do. Their defense is fine. They need to get better. But, I mean, gee, what do you want? Like, Chicago is a much worse situation, as you just said. Uh, and real quick, Solly is correct on that. So if a trade went down today – 
uh, and you wanted first round picks. So if the if 49ers wanted to give a bunch of first round picks to the Texans for Deshaun Watson, the most they could give them right now is 2021, 2022, and 2023. If they do it once the draft starts, they can get four first round picks because they can get 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024. There's absolutely no incentive for, for Houston or Seattle to even entertain it until the draft starts. The, in the, my mind. The That's only, only if you think you're going to get four first-round picks. You play for Watson, I, I would assume. He's younger. That's the only reason why I say that. Well, the only, the only issue, you're trying to thread a needle if you're the Texans, for example, because, yes, you have Tyrod Taylor, but... Is that how you're going to roll into the 2021 season? Well, if you, you and if you're have the, something coming back, then that's a problem. Well, and if you're the Texans, you also have 15 minutes to do it. <laughs> like, so it's, you know, like you, you have to, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, and look, I mean, I'll be perfectly frank. Um, please. It's if Jack Ushabee's running the show, I would guess that he hasn't thought of this. <laughs> like I would guess that it may have, now Nick Casario is a pretty smart dude. So we'll see. And he, was with the Patriots for 20 years, so he knows every single rule in the rule book. So, well, did you see what JLC wrote on uh, on Wednesday? I thought it was very interesting. Is that what's? And I'm curious, you know, what you've heard about this, Sully, but like, what's the buzz starting to come out of New England? Is that Bill Belichick spending? Like, this is sort of the way they're spinning it. Is Belichick's having to spend to make up for all the mistakes that Nick Casario made in the draft? Yeah, I saw this. It, it's it it does. I don't think anybody who has been paying attention believes that because yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick just like Bill Belichick is not going to say, "Go yeah. ahead." He's got this thing on autopilot and is going to say, "Yep, that's totally cool." If anything, you know, if anything, you hear the it's the other way where there's a lot of research being done and then things get mm. kind of overhauled and, and, and overtaken once the season ends. So, like, like the way the Raiders work, <laughs> and so, that, that, that happens. That happens in a lot of sure, sure NFL buildings. If but I, just, I don't think it passes the smell test for for anybody yeah. who's again been paying attention and, and seeing the way the Patriots have been operating. Yeah, if anything, it just come out and be like, you know, that picture of my dog sitting at the table. He actually did. The last three drafts for the Patriots. I, I, I fell asleep. I'm old. I fell asleep. Nike pressed a bunch of buttons and that's how we ended up drafting these players that aren't any good. And so now I'm, I'm taking back control and these drafts should be much better moving forward. Um, if you, we pointed out this too, like the, the Cowboys are out on Russ. The Bears are now out of Russ. I mean, unless, you know, barring some shocking development. Um, and it seems like the Raiders. I, I guess if they're bringing all these these other pieces back, maybe it would be fine. I just have a hard time believing Russ thinks he can go to Las Vegas and win. I'm just confused by that list to start with because and think, New Orleans seems like they're probably out. Or, you know, who knows if they're out or not? But they look like they're intent on Taysom Hill, Jameis. Yeah, I mean they could still. Um, I don't. Uh, let's see. Do the Saints get under? Saints Spotrac still has them under the. Um, Salary cap table. Let's see. I'm I'm trying to see what the they're still in the red by six, nearly six and a half million. Yeah, I'm trying to see if the NFLPA has updated their numbers. I cannot find it. Usually, the NFLPA has a forward-facing um, salary cap thing, but it don't you don't always know if um oh they changed their website. Damn it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's not helpful. I don't. I would assume that they're all under at this point, right? The the public. NFL PA site hasn't been updated in a second because it still has the Saints at 32 million under. I think they updated every day at five. Or so like- then it'll be updated at five and well, <laughs> everything the Saints have done might not have been filed with the league yet. So maybe at five is when 
Well, so NFL Communications posts a um, a transaction wire every day, and usually it's around it's up around five. We'll see what we'll see what happens when when that actually comes to fruition because presumably the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford trade would be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, good. Transactions is up. Let's see what we got. Ooh, no golf. No, no Prisco. No Prisco. There's no Wentz on here either. Today is the 17th, right? Yeah. What the hell is going St. on? St. Patrick's Day, Brinson. I'm not wearing this tie because it's not St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Oh, I God. saw it right. These are transactions, 317. I don't see a Wentz. I don't see a, uh, a Wentz on here. Interesting. Wah, wah. What do we make of that? Well, Cowboys cut their honor. All right, Debo wants us to keep this under 70 minutes. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson instead of fumbling around NFL websites. Yeah. Um, this, it's just interesting that neither of those quarterback trades are officially on there. It'll happen, or it won't. What's up with Deshaun? As long as, long so, as they tweet it. Yeah. yeah, as long as they tweet it, that's right. Well, but, the, but the Rams and the Lions haven't tweeted it. That's the thing. Chris Burke, our old pal from Fanhouse, did note that on the Lions uh, homepage, team site, that uh, – that, um, uh, Matthew Stafford jerseys are for sale. Maybe it's a St. Patrick's Day sale. Maybe so. Uh, St. St. Stafford's Day sale. So Deshaun Watson, Joe, uh, person wrote about this, our good friend of the show, Joe Person of the Athletic wrote about this and how the Panthers are cranking up their intense pursuit of Deshaun Watson and that many around the league believe in common sense dictates that the signing of Tyrod Taylor by the Texans is not is, is like a half-hearted white flag saying, all right, come and get him. Um, Deshaun Watson is, by the way, going to be dealing with a civil lawsuit. Uh, he hasn't said what the accusations are, but he tweeted a statement saying that uh, he d- denied wh- whatever accusations are out there. I think the timing of that is at least interesting to ponder um, as it relates to you know his future with the organization. Take of that whatever you will. Uh, but with Watson, it does appear, Sully, that there are – and Joe wrote about this. Several teams, we mentioned the 49ers are going to be involved. We know that the Jets and the Dolphins have to be uh, at least checking in. The Panthers are hot in pursuit. And David Tepper, what David Tepper doesn't like the word no. He doesn't take the word no. But maybe more interestingly, the Patriots are being floated as a team that could chase Watson. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that would that would be fun. That would be great. That would match the aggressiveness of everything else they've done this offseason. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, like, you know, Yes, the, you know, matching the aggressiveness would also be trading up into the back end of the top 10 and selecting a quarterback. I just wonder, and, you know, I've kind of been looking at how a lot of these contracts have been structured for New England in terms of what they've gotten in free agency. They still have a relatively decent amount of cap room. I don't believe Watson's cap uh, hit in 2021 isn't anything crazy. I believe it's just around like 10 million or something like that. I'm, I don't believe that, that, that contract extension is, is kicked in really. So. You know, obviously you can make that work in there. This cap, cap hit is, uh, right, just under 16 million this 16, year. 16, I'm sorry, sorry. No, no, but that's, I mean, that's nothing. You know, not, you know? yeah, in the grand scheme of things, nothing crazy. And with New England probably anticipating a lot of this, you know, and like a lot of these teams anticipating the cap going up, especially with these new TV contracts, that, that's a huge thing to kind of, you know, that I'm sure all of these teams are, are watching. It would be nice. I just don't think it's, it's realistic if, if I'm being honest. In, just because of what I've said earlier, you have a ton of these teams that would love to have Deshaun Watson who have way better trade packages than you. Unless Deshaun Watson or Nick Casario are, are in cahoots with Bill Belichick and it's like, I'm only going to trade you 
to New England, and this is the only place you're going to go. And I just don't see how New England can have a competitive offer. That's basically what it comes down to. And, you know, another example of it would be what JLC said or reported uh, over the, over the night was that the Philadelphia Eagles don't sleep on them. They could be a, a player in all of this. And, and for, <laughs> No, I, I famously said on this podcast, I said, I'll get, I was like, I'll, I'll do it. I don't know what I said. I, I think I said I'll get like a full body Deshaun Watson Eagles tattoo if, if, if I'm not saying I'll do that now, but if Watson became an Eagle, like it just didn't seem possible. And yeah, but you're right. They have the number six overall pick. I mean, that's, and, and you're talking about the number six overall pick with the Eagles. You have top 10 picks with the Denver Broncos, who's kind of been rumored to be an in interest of him. Yep. Uh, you have the, uh, Carolina Panthers. The four, far ahead so you. you have the 49ers, Panthers, Eagles. Jets. Dolphins, Jets, five There's teams. No There's no way. Um, again, unless there is some backdoor deal with Nick Casario and Bill Belichick, but I don't know why you would do that if you're Nick Casario. You don't really. Yes, you. I guess you kind of owe them, but you not not you owe them like a dinner. You don't owe them Deshaun Watson. So you know, I, I don't see it. I don't see a New England. I just don't see it. You know, I, as much as you'd like to see it, you don't see w- it. One thing I think that's interesting about this Watson stuff is that there is a chance that Houston has imparted exactly what you just said to these teams is like, look, we want, we have to be able to find a quarterback in the draft with the pick like eight, nine, 12, 15. It's not going to cut it. We, we just need more because we have to secure the future. So it may be, uh, foisted upon these teams. It may be their responsibility. So in other words, if you're the Patriots, you call the Falcons and say, Hey, look, we'll give you 15. A third round pick in 2024 and Stefan Gilmore for number four overall. And then the Falcons are like, yeah, sounds great. We're looking to trade down anyway. Um, and, and then all of a sudden the Patriots have the fourth pick or the Panthers do something similar, right? right. Whatever it is. Uh, and maybe the Falcons and Panthers, you get the point, but like you move up, you move up far enough where you can send that pick to the Texans knowing that they believe they can get a quarterback. So I think that, that is kind of interesting how these teams could maneuver. It, around in the draft to try and get up there. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, again, like I'm saying, that could happen, but then all of a sudden if you're New England and you go to number four, well, then Carolina's just going to go to number three and, and trade <laughs> sure. with Miami. Like you can't – like New England can't trade with Miami. They won't if, – if you are the path to get to Sean Watson, they're just not going to let you do it. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's a, it's a tough roadblock. I didn't wonder – Yeah, it wasn't. I was just going to say you actually put this in Slack, the – the news that this sexual assault allegation, sexual impropriety allegation uh, against Deshaun Watson, I wonder if that's going to have any effect. We sort of saw it. I mean, we don't know what the details are. Deshaun Watson's denied it, but there is a, a court filing. But I wonder if it's going to have like the Laramie Tunzel effect where his dad released a video of him wearing the bong mask. I think it was his dad. I don't want to malign it. Was, it was, I, think, I want to say it was his stepdad, but maybe. Okay. Maybe a relative. In, in any case, it certainly hurt his draft stock, and he's a very really good player. Um, I wonder how this is going to sort itself out and if it te- if teams will be um, concerned about potentially potential you know issues growing from this because you know we, we don't know how it's going to play out and the one thing I will say to that is that I feel like teams won't be as hesitant as maybe as they would be if there was a criminal element to this like a police report uh you know where there's going to be an investigation and he could be charged with something this right now it's just a civil lawsuit. Uh, and the lawsuit basically says that he asked the masseuse to do something inappropriate, but there was no physical touching or anything, and it just made the masseuse. Well, there was one incidental, I was reading through it as Brent was talking, there was incidental touching um, momentarily, and then the session promptly ended with the masseuse. And but so, it, I, right, right, and so that becomes a, a dicey court case, a civil lawsuit case, 
But again, you know, he hasn't been charged. So I think that's not going to, uh, uh, teams, I don't think teams are going to shy away unless something worse comes out. Yeah. Uh, and that's possible, you know, who knows? And so the other thing, the other part of this is that I have a tough time seeing the Texans trading him to an AFC <laughs> team because I think they're going to want to get him as far away as possible because, you know, this, it has been an absolute disaster the way this thing has gone down and how his career in Houston is going to end. You don't want to see him a chance. You're going to see him every year. So you ship him off to the NFC. You're seeing him every four years, maybe every two years. Now there's a 17th game, but you're not seeing him often. And so I just feel like the 49ers and the Panthers seem like the most logical spots. Right. Like the whole, the whole notion that they would trade Deshaun Watson to the Jaguars for the first overall pick. Well, you know, reasonably within the realm of possibility because you know, Watson, you know, in most years, you wouldn't blink. You know, I can't take the first pick. I want Deshaun Watson. Trevor Lawrence, a different cat, obviously. But you're not playing Deshaun Watson twice a year. Like, you're not sending him to the Jaguars and letting Jacksonville have Deshaun Watson for the rest of his career. I mean, you're, you're still gambling on Trevor Lawrence. You're not gambling on Deshaun Watson. And he's going to burn your house to the ground twice a, twice a year when you play him. And if you're Jacksonville, you're a little worried because you you trade that pick all of a sudden the Texans get Trevor Lawrence. What if Trevor Lawrence never loses to Jacksonville, and that's staring you in the face of oh my god we gave up on that he we would have had a rookie contract of the superstar. I mean so it goes both ways there where I, I'm not yeah, sure, sure that either team would want to do it. Is there just, a worse is there a worse fan base to be right now than the Texans? In in sports? No, and just in the NFL. Oh no, not even close. I mean maybe I this close. Like the Browns just made the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Lions, Lions might be worse. I was waiting for you to say Bengals. I was going to say, Lions. no, no, I was you got to say Chicago. Ooh, well, the ba- they just went to the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs like two of the last three years. The Texans have zero hope. And well, see, no, that's what I was going to say. The opposite. It was at least if you're the Texans, if you get rid of Deshaun Watson, I mean, again, unless they trade it for like something stupid, you're going to get a quarterback <laughs> in return. You're going to get a prospect in return. So there's a path to a quarterback. What is but if Chicago's Deshaun Watson to goes to the Patriots, as a Texans fan, I am livid to the point that I'm just done with the organization. That's true. That's true. I, that I, is, I would agree. That is a non-starter because Casario, Easter Reconnection, and every time um, Bill Belichick trades with anyone, whether he's had these people in his employ or not, it always works out for the Patriots. It never works out for the other team. I, my biggest thing is just what is your path to a, to a franchise quarterback and – when or if, whatever it's going to be with the Texans and Deshaun Watson, that will produce a franchise quarterback, whether it's they mend the fences with Watson and he stays or you trade him and you get something in return. Chicago, I, I know there's only one person I think, uh, that is optimistic about the quarterback situation in Chicago and he's below me on the screen. We're in a dumbass bow tie. <laughs> I mean, the Bengals have Joe Burrow, the Browns went to the playoffs. I mean, I think the Lions are just stuck with like, you know, Jared Goff one. and Quintus Cephas, and they haven't but I, won. I think Lions fans are at least, okay, Dan Campbell might be crazy, but at least he's not Matt Patricia, and they hired a new um, Brad Holmes. They have a new GM. Everyone in Houston disagrees with Jack Eastbury having the job. David Cully is, in the like, he's between a rock and a hard place. He's just trying to mind his own business. They put him out there to give press conferences where he doesn't know the answer to the questions. Uh, one of the best players on the planet does not want to be there, and the organization is digging their heels in, and the owner doesn't seem to care. Well, how do you and, feel? How do you feel if you're a Panthers fan, where you're all going all in on Deshaun Watson, but what if you don't get him? What are you talking about? They have the eighth overall pick. They can draft a quarterback. They have Teddy Bridgewater. Panthers worst case fan. scenario, you you're talking? not. You're getting like the fourth best. Well, we're talking about fan bases 
they are not in a great spot. I'm saying the Do you Panthers, think the Panthers are remotely near the Texans? I'm listing teams I, I, off. Here, here's something. The Bengals the are worse off than the Panthers. No, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals are. Yeah. They so, killed Joe Burrow. You got him hurt. You're Bengals fans him. You're are in the not, process. That's, that's you're absurd. The, the Bengals fans yeah. are worse off than the Panthers. That's the that's the most absurd Breach. thing you've ever said on this you podcast. You just said you just said the Panthers might have to get the fourth best quarterback. The Bengals got the first best quarterback last year. The Chargers got the third best quarterback. Justin Herbert turned out to be pretty good. So we don't know. And I don't. Yeah, the Panthers. Oh, we do know the fourth best quarterback never works out. You do, and you're wearing, again. You're wearing a bow tie. By the way, Andy Dalton was the fourth quarterback taken in the 2011 NFL draft. <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> In the first round. I, I actually think he was the fifth quarterback. Thank you. It, felt like a, it felt like a good dunk. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because it was Locker, Ponder, Gabbard, and Cam. Ah. And Cam. and dunking, but getting close to the It's a fake news dunk. I don't care. It's hey, like when, it's like Dennis, it's like Dennis Smith's dunk on Duke. It's like this epic dunk. It was after the buzzer and we lost the game. Um, just to, just, yeah, played for NC State. Just to be clear. Um, when you talk about the, uh, uh, the, the Bengals fans having it better than the Panthers fans. And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to clarify this because it just doesn't seem like this could be possible. Uh, it, it does appear that the last time the Bengals won a playoff game was 1990. Is that right, Breach? What a big, what does that have to do with who's, should be more optimistic? Who has it better? That's 30 years, bro. That's a long ass time. It doesn't Panthers... have to do with anything going into next year. Right. We're not looking, I guess we're not yeah. doing like franchise history. You, have, you could, yeah, you clearly have a different criteria than everyone else right now. You're not even having the same conversation. You haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. You had the number one overall pick last year. He's considered by many to be a transcendental quarterback and you broke him in half. Transcendent, transcendental. You're welcome. <laughs> Dunk on yourself for not having a vocabulary. Oh, transcendental. I thought, uh, Getting corrected by Mr. Peabody over here. So just to be clear, you haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. You broke the number one overall pick. Your yes. team sucks. Your offensive line is trash. You can't, you're, you're getting rid of your own players so you can sign Trey Waynes and Trey Hendrickson. No, they, they, they didn't sign Trey Waynes. And yet. everything you said applies to the Panthers except Teddy Bridgewater's a quarterback and not Joe Burrow. Panthers are in the Super Bowl in 2015, bro. That was Brent. six years ago, Brinson. Bruh. Bruh. Hey, bruh. All right. Um, why, why are you yelling about the Panthers or the Bengals? Because Breach is just saying crazy stuff. Uh, speaking of the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, it was probably back when Mel Blunt was playing. And if you like fantastic stories, if you like – Incredible chatter with the Steelers legend. You're going to want to check out this week's All Things Covered podcast. Four-time champ and Steelers legend Mel Blunt joined Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden to discuss the rule named after him, the best Pittsburgh player not in the Professional Football Hall of Fame, the best quarterback in franchise history, spicy, and a lot more. Make sure you can follow All Things Covered anywhere you find this podcast. All Things Covered, by the way, will be announcing Patrick Peterson's future, so you're going to want to tune in to that Um Let's uh let's go over some winners and losers. We'll be rapid fire with them. Uh Sully, you're the guest. We'll let you start. Who's your big uh winner of the first trace days of free agency? Specific you know, preferably today. I'll I'll go with today, because I think everybody would know where I would go if I went uh the over the past three days. But I I'll go with the 49ers. Like I was saying earlier, you know, you're solidifying the offensive line. If you can't improve upon the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo, you still have a guy that took you to the Super Bowl two years ago and was again a quarter away from from pulling that thing out. You know, again, totally, you, know, you still got to win the thing. 
But right now, it, it does seem like they are, like you said, what, uh, Brinson, a sleeping giant in the NFC West. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. In particular, Breach's guy, A.J. Green. Because uh, we talked about it earlier. I don't think A.J. Green has a lot left, but I think he's going to a good situation. We talked about the division being really, really good. I mean, I don't think the Seahawks are the worst team in that division, but the way they're going with the quarterback situation, you think the Cardinals are going to be competitive. So I'll go with uh, A.J. Green in particular and the Cardinals, just adding old players who uh, want to retire uh, in uh, beautiful southern Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington. Hmm. Good explanation. <laughs> they signed a Bengals player, and any team that gets a Bengals player has gotten better. No, I mean, we saw them get Ryan Fitzpatrick already, fix the quarterback spot, and uh, you know what? Their defense was already good. Now they're shoring up the secondary. William Jackson, I think, was one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the NFL last year because he played on a defense that was horrible, so you just didn't really pay attention. Uh, so I like what Washington has done in free agency so far. And, you know, coming off a season where they won their division, uh, they're looking like a team that could repeat. I will say that a winner is Deshaun Watson. I know we just covered him at, at length. Um, obviously the, the news of the, uh, civil lawsuit is not a, a good thing. That doesn't make him a winner. I, again, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into this a little bit harder. I don't want to accuse anybody of this, but the timing of the release of the, the, the lawsuit getting out there. And look, if something happened and this, and, and, and Deshaun Watson did something wrong, then, uh, by all means, like, you know, this should be, uh, met with the full extent of the law. But I do think that it is interesting in the heart of this window to trade Deshaun Watson that a civil lawsuit would emerge here. I, and I, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but I think that is, I mean, am I crazy for saying that's the timing is at least odd? I would say it's either curious timing or poor timing, depending on how the situation evolves, right? Like if, right. Know, if it's something serious, well then, well, you know, that's poor timing on the part of Deshaun Watson for, for, you know, if, if something right. bad right. happens. Yeah. And if it's something a little nefarious or, or something along those lines, well, now it's a little curious of how that thing is kind yeah. of sprouting up. It's, it's at least curious. And, and, but the, the, the reason I have him as a winner is that I think a tweet I saw today from John McClain, the venerable John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, who said that the Texans have not publicly stated that they will not trade Deshaun Watson since January. Since then, David Culley has been on the Huddle and Flow podcast with Steve Weish. Um, uh, over there on, on NFL network and, uh, and Jim, Steve Washington, Jim Trotter, excuse me. And, um, he basically said like, there's a chance, uh, you know, there's a chance you know, he, he's like, he's our quarterback for right now, which is the phrase that the, the Rams use with, uh, Jared Goff. And McLean said he believes now that, and he had written an op-ed piece saying the Texans need to trade him. And he said that the Texans, he believes now that they will trade him. And I, so I think we're getting to the point where the Texans are going to have to make this decision to move on. And the way that you've seen these teams with the Panthers, the Patriots, the 49ers, the Jets, the Dolphins, all these teams maneuvering in a almost non-traditional way with their contracts, with their, um, their public signaling. I think that this is going to be a crazy bidding war leading up to the draft and that we will see Deshaun Watson get traded. I don't know how soon it'll be, uh, but Tyrod Taylor getting signed, that's huge for him too. So I'll say Deshaun Watson is a winner. What about you for a loser, Sully? Um, probably the, I, I would, I want to say the Raiders just because it just feels like, like I said to start, like they're just trending 
in a completely different direction than I thought they you were going could, to You could say Derek, Derek Carr's a loser because his offensive line is trashed. Sure, but just in general, like, <laughs> I, you know, you're looking at the Raiders heading into this offseason when, you know, Russell Wilson wants to come join you. You're, you're part of that discussion. I don't think anybody would have thought that. And, and you're like, okay, you're starting to look at the Raiders a little bit differently. There's pump about the offensive line being, you know, a, a key reason why. I mean, you know, you look at what Derek Carr had, was, had blocking him and then you look at what Russell Wilson was blocking in front of him in Seattle, you're like, okay, I can kind of see what the appeal is. And obviously, you know, exterior being in Vegas with, with his wife Sierra and all that, you know, off to the side. But then in a matter of what it feels like a month or a few weeks, the offensive line is all shaken up. It, it just feels like they just completely went in the other, dire- other direction than I thought they were going to. I thought they were kind of ascending, and it feels like they're going the other way now. Yeah, I was going to go with the Raiders too, but I'll make it simple. I'll go with Michael Brockers for getting traded when this eventually goes through <laughs> from the Rams to the Lions after – um, smack talking Jared Goff for being a terrible Probably my favorite off-season situation. <laughs> Fantas- like, if you're Michael Brockers, do you even say anything, or are you just like, whatever? You hey, just, hey, just buddy. Lie, right? yeah, yeah, you just lie. You just go, oh, I was misconstrued. Yeah, I think that's right. Or you'd be like, I mean, no offense, bro, but he is better than you. Yeah, Tell him the Jared, truth. Jared Goff knows that. Yeah. Break. Uh, my loser is the Seahawks. My bow tie is the only winner on the podcast today. Uh, you have Russell Wilson vocally complain loudly all off season about, Hey, can we please do something? I need some help. If you're not going to get me help, can you please trade me? And none of that happened. They didn't bring in help. They didn't trade him. So no one wins. Only thing that happened now is that Russell Wilson's probably more angry than he was four weeks ago when he was already angry. Uh, so now you've upset your starting quarterback. You didn't add any players to make your team better. Uh, and so not only are you back at square one, but you're actually like behind the eight ball at square one. So I'm not sure what the Seahawks are doing. And now we know everything they passed up from the bears. I'm just, I'm putting the Seahawks in the losers column. Uh, okay. Um, I will say once again, I think I'm repeating myself from yesterday a little bit, but I will uh, echo that. I think free agent wide receivers are the big losers here. I mean, it's wild that we are into the official league year and multiple high-end pre or current in their prime wide receivers with big production on the books have not been signed. I mean, Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster and Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, like all four of those guys are unsigned. That is pretty crazy. It's even a little weird because – you know, the teams that we've seen that are interested in Deshaun Watson, you know, I don't know, go out and sign Kenny Galladay. I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's a thing where they're trying to save cap space to worry about that later, but golly, like I would want to be making it as attractive as possible for Deshaun. Um, not, not that it necessarily matters entirely there, but I, I don't know, man. It's pretty nuts that, um, these four wideouts haven't, and, and more guys haven't been signed. Well, I, I can just tell you from, from a New England standpoint, again, one of the big spenders over these last few days, it, it, there's really just, a, you know, better value elsewhere in the league. And I, I said this on HQ earlier in the week. You basically, you know, from, from a Patriots standpoint, you got your top two pass catching weapons at Hunter Henry and John o. Smith for 2021 for what is going to be around a combined $25 million. Would you rather those two guys or one Kenny Galladay? I would rather the two tight ends with New England. Now it's different with each offense and all of that, but. You're getting two premier pass catches for the price of one in, in wide receivers. They're just different titles, different positions. So I, maybe the, maybe other teams are looking at it and saying just the market's a little bit skewed for these guys. Again, Kenny Galladay, good player, pro bowler, all that. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, good player. 
But are they one B players that want to get paid like 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 you know the the DeAndre Hopkins of the world? And right. I, I don't know if teams want to do that. Um, wow! Some breaking news before we get out of here involving the Bengals. They are re-signing cornerback Troy Tony Brown. Woo woo woo! Your team sucks, Breach. Ah, uh, fun fact, Brinson. You know who the fourth quarterback taken in the 2011 draft was? Christian Ponder. Yeah, I said that. I, I listened to the names. Yeah, said I'm just making. I want to end on that note. Didn't did Kaepernick get drafted above Dalton? He did, nope. right? He got drafted right after, after Dalton. That's right after Dalton. Okay, so Dalton was five, and Kaepernick was six. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. So you say the fourth quarterbacks never work out. You know who else didn't work out? Fifth round, fifth overall quarterbacks. That's who doesn't work out. They That's suck. Not true. That's they not suck, true. and they end up being journeymen and in, in, in cratering GM's careers. Lamar Jackson was the fifth overall quarterback taken. Right, Boom! Oh, ho, ho. All right, uh, that's it. We've been dunked on enough here. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching us slow. We didn't get the DeAndre Hopkins trade that I predicted, or the, the big blowout trade that I predicted in the four o'clock hour. But I'm sure. That something is brewing. It's a little too quiet on the NFL front. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for chatting. For Sully, Wilson, and Breach, I'm Will. See you guys later. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.